All right, picture this. It's a balmy summer's day, around about 36 degrees. It's a warm one. Balmy. Balmy. All right, <laughs> 36? it's hot. Yeah. It's pretty hot. Started out about sort of 28 in the morning, but climbs up into 36 by about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. All right, imagine that. A now, scorcher. A scorcher. It's a hot one. It's yeah. a hot one. Now imagine being under a corrugated iron roof and not being able to move. That is what you get when you're trying to put a bug in a right-wing extremist's house and he comes home while you're doing it. Oh, no. You are listening to Ice Fired, the podcast that is the bug in the ointment of the spy industry. Hey, Michelle, please. We call them audio devices. Okay, well, welcome back. Last week we discussed uh, KGB, CIA, yeah. um, how to tail yes. a KGB agent or not tail a KGB agent as the case may have been. Or how to see a KGB agent's tail in the wrong way. <laughs> So this week we're going to look at um, all the operational stuff, bugging, surveillance, and my favourite encryption. I feel like everyone has a question about encryption and you know Wicca and WhatsApp and all those kind mm-hmm. of all those kind of apps. So we'll tap into that a bit. Yeah, let's talk about the hot tin roof. Yeah, because I'm fascinated about this one. Now it, the thing no. was, it was I was not involved. This is hearsay evidence. Uh, right. I was, this was not me. This is just a good story this, that happened over a beer. This is a good rip and yarn that we were reading the telexes and faxes as they came in. Get at that. Faxes. We had Oh, my faxes. God, remember a fax. And tele- <laughs> telexes. Right. But they were coming in because we had a tech who had to put a listening device in a target's house. Now, does this happen often? Not as often as you'd think. Right. And it is, there are protocols you have to go through. We can't just throw a bug in someone's house. <laughs> just throw it in and walk on by. <laughs> just, I feel like bugging you, Bing. No, we have to get permission. And we do that by getting a warrant that's signed by the Attorney General of Australia. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a real emergency and we've got to do it quickly, the Director General of ASIO can do it. But the warrant only lasts for 24 hours. So we yep. put the bug in, it gets switched on, it runs, and when the warrant runs out, it gets switched off. I mean, this is going to be a really weird question, but yeah. what does a bug look like? Because I always picture something bug-like. I just, I, or is it like, is it a little microphone? Like, what does it look like? You'll never, you'll never see it. Okay. You will not see it because they generally hide it inside something else. Okay. Now the classic is if you're going to put it in a roof, what you do is you work out, you know, and it's very easy because building standards are building standards. Mm. You'll know pretty much what kind of timber is in the roof. So what you do is you get a piece of timber that looks like the timber in the roof. Right. Wow. You cut it in half, you hollow it out, you put the bug inside, you close it, and then you locate it in a point where it is going to pick up the maximum amount of sound. See, now that is way more clever than what I expected. Exactly. You thought it would be someone. Now, there are <laughs> examples where somebody has literally walked in and stuck a bug under something and walked out. Yes. Right. And one of those actually became part of a court case, which I would like to save for a completely different episode because mm. that story is completely whack. And I'd been in the room after the fact and it was creepy as hell. Okay. I feel like everyone now has to listen to the very end of all our apps just to get that story. Sucko. <laughs> um, now, what happened was we had a target a right-wing extremist who we needed to listen to. Now, we had probable cause. We got the warrant. It's all fine. Now, we knew this guy would leave his house for a certain amount of time. And at that point, 
we could go in. Now, the whole idea is we don't do it stealth of night creeping in, you know, with black gear. We try to look like a... Telstra you know, workers? Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Uh, They're always at your house. Yeah, meter reader, UPS delivery man. I don't think we had UPS. No. Postman? No. no. Probably not a postman because I never linger. But somebody who would be normally in the area and you go in. And generally it's a bit of lock picking maybe. Or you might know where a key is and you get in. Do, do you know how to pick a lock? I'm not going to say whether I do or I don't. Oh, do you get taught that? Is that basic training? No, it's not basic training. Okay. Uh, but it is training, but it's not basic. It's okay. more of, it, it gets, it's specialised training. So what happens is our guy goes in, goes up into the roof, because that's where you got to put it. And now we have a thing called cockatoos. Cockatoos are mobile surveillance guys. That's, oh, I thought you were actually talking about the birds. <laughs> yeah. You always have a cockatoo with you. Always rock up with a bird. Because canaries are more expensive than cockatoos. <laughs> and if the air goes bad, the cockatoo will die. No. <laughs> Cockatoos are surveillance officers that sit on the perimeter around the target premises and will warn you if someone is coming. Awesome. With a bird noise. Yeah. (laughs) They throw a cockatoo at the house. (laughs) Cockatoos lying around everywhere. Yeah. No. So the cockatoo sent the signal, but it didn't, the guy couldn't get out of the house in time. So he stayed in the roof. Oh. Right. He was just going to, I'll stay in the roof. So this, what's a signal? I want to know what a signal is. Well, if you're in a roof. It would be a guy sitting on a radio going, <laughs> get out, get out, get out. <laughs> Can you get out yet? No, I can't. Then don't move. Oh, okay. So he went, he basically lay under this roof as the temperature started to climb. Oh, that's my nightmare. Yeah. Well, not only is it your nightmare, you can't move. You can't so much as scratch yourself because if you make a noise, the target knows you're there. So you can literally just imagine this man just like dripping sweat. And you know when sweat starts to drip into your eye and all you want to do is like wipe it away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went through that. Right. Now, the whole thing was how do we get him out? Yeah. Right. Now, funnily enough, somebody had done their research. They'd been briefed on the target. These are his habits. This is what he, you know, this is his background. This is what you know. Now, this sounds strange. But he had a brother with a mental disability. Right. And he was very very fond of his brother, very protective of his brother. Yeah. So one of the surveillance guys, because it was his friend in the roof, the tech who was in the roof was a mate of his, like a good mate, not just we work together. Not mate, just we could leave him there for a couple hours and yeah. see, mate. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> he needed to lose weight anyway. Yeah. So he basically went, I'm not standing here anymore. I'm not going to wait. I'm going in. And like... Of course, everyone's like going, what are you doing? Pulls his earpiece out, leaves the radio behind, walks up to the front door, knocks on it, and then pretended to be a mentally disabled person that had lost his dog. Right. So he's like going, you know, I can't find my dog. And the weird thing was, he said, you know, the, the target said, well, where is it? And he went, oh, it was in the park. Well, let's go and find it. Oh, wow. So he literally got the guy to walk out of the house and walk all the way down to the park and while he was down at the park, the guy sort of slithered out of the roof and mopped up his <laughs> copious puddles of sweat yeah. as he got the hell out of there. We got him into a car and then he got to a hospital and was put on a drip because he was severely dehydrated. But the weird thing about it was somebody somebody had to go and then get the guy who was pretending to be mentally disabled. Had to get a dog. Somebody kidnapped the dog. They literally borrowed a dog. So borrowed a dog. They borrowed a dog. Maybe a staffy. The dog was not happy. So the surveillance officer pulled up. I can remember her telling me this. She pulled up next to this guy who's walking, oh, come on, my dog. And there's this right-wing guy sort of going, I'm going to help you. And then pulls up and goes, huh, you know, 
Michael, Michael, I found him. And there's this dog in the back going, (laughs) and then he had to get in the back seat while this dog tore into him. Like a rabid dog, just like like literally not happy to see him, just really angry about it. I don't know you. You smell weird. You've stolen me. (laughs) You've stolen me. Get me the hell away from you. And away they drove. Right. I mean, it's a good ruse. Great ruse. Absolutely fantastic ruse. It will never be done again. Because as we like to call that guy afterwards, Scratchy. Um, <laughs> is that is that his now his new name, his well, new we, spy name? Yeah, we all have spy names. Everyone gets a nickname. I love a spy name. What yeah, was yours? Mine was Frosty. Frosty? Yeah, because I was is, really cool. Oh, no, I was going to say it's because you had really bad tips. Remember the vanilla ice tips? <laughs> the frosted ones? I did once when I worked for Asia. I bet you yeah, did. Yeah, that... That guaranteed I'd never do surveillance. No, I was called Frosty because I... Not because you were cool. Not because I was cool. Oh, well, okay. Physically I was because I chose one Canberra winter to drive to ride my bike to work every day. <laughs> and I walk <laughs> in with frostbitten fingers and everyone goes, oh, it must be pretty frosty out there. And it stuck. Oh, that literally was your... That was literally how it got. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So now does that turn into your spy name? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Like even you'd have... You'd put your nickname on your pass. Most people had their nickname on their pass. Just so you didn't have your real names? Well, you weren't allowed to use your real names in the building if there was a visitor. You were that actually meant sense. to call each other by your pass names. Frosty. Or pass numbers. But oh. nobody wanted to go around calling each other 2717 and stuff like that. <laughs> so we just came up with nicknames. And yeah. mine was Frosty. There was like great ones, you know, Camo, Dazzling. My favourite was a guy, he wanted to be called The Undertaker. But we all, <laughs> Why? Because he... <laughs> He liked to talk about how he managed amateur wrestlers. And okay. he, his wrestler, he wanted his wrestling name to be The Undertaker. Sorry, Hats. It was taken. We called him Hats. Hats. Why Hats? Hundreds and thousands sandwiches. <laughs> Is that what he ate? Because that's what he demanded he got served at his birthday morning tea. Because when you work for ASIO, you generally get a birthday morning <laughs> tea as well. Do you guys do awkward cake at ASIO? Oh, the, the shocking Woolies cake. <laughs> yeah, those re- and those really awkward moments where you've got people that you barely know, so yeah. you have your birthday. And someone will hand you a baklava and it's like, I just don't want to yeah. eat something sticky right now because I've got to go and handle confidential documents in a minute and they'll all stick to me. <laughs> And you'd all stand there with your coffee mug, you know. Your awkwardly singing happy birthday to people you care about. Awkwardly singing happy birthday around a photocopier while you watched <laughs> this absolute twit hoe into a plate of hundreds of thousands of sandwiches. So then it was hats. I love that. Hats. Great nickname. I love that. So the bugging and surveillance yep. stuff, this guy who got stuck in the roof, mm-hmm. does he just focus on bugging? Is that his forte or... Like, do you specialise in stuff like that? Text, yeah, definitely the text. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you have a text section, and that was one section that I never actually breached. One of my my inner mantras while working for ACO was to get past every door that had authorised personnel only written on it. <laughs> how, how many doors did you get through? All bar one, and it was the tech door, and that's right. where all the real toys were. I know, because I feel like, you know, when you watch James Bond and you've got, you know, what's his name, who does... Q. Q, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And he's always got like the cool stuff. Yeah. Like the no. pen that explodes. Yeah, and nah. the, <laughs> the watch with the... Nah. No. None of that. And the like the cars that do the thing. I remember we had a subscription to a magazine from the US. Get this, a magazine in the, from the US called <laughs> Spy Magazine. <laughs> right. ASIO had a sc- subscription to Spy Magazine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because they had all the really good gear in it. This is so Australian. So right what? my favourite was the... Remember cars when they used to have car aerials? Yep. And then you could get a car aerial that you could... Ma- like electri- electrically I know, it would go raise up. and lower. And 
Well, there was one that had a fiber optic cable going through it to a lens in the tip so you could raise so you could have a camera you'd be driving your car along you could stop at a wall and go up and then you look through the you know you could look over and you could turn it and the whole ball of wax you could you could use your car aerial as a camera for surveillance <laughs> so asio went gotta get one of those yeah so they ordered it online well not online they mail ordered it from the united states <laughs> and it arrived and our text went what a piece of crap. Yeah, of right? course, because they bought it online. <laughs> but what they did do was they go, oh, that's a really interesting... Okay. They learned how to make it. I see how they do that. Yeah. Now how do we make it work? Yeah. Right? And there was a lot of stuff like that. There was a lot of... They, they'd find tech in magazines because it was magazines. There was no online when I worked there. Couldn't Google it. Couldn't Google it. No. None of that. I mean, we had a fantastic internal network, but externally, yeah, it was nothing. And what happened was... They'd order this stuff, like, you know, cigarette lighter cameras, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 we have it. My favourite was, it was called the Butterbox, and it was a camera that was in a briefcase. And so you could walk up and just put the briefcase down, there'd be a button on the handle, you click the button, take a photo of somebody, say in a restaurant at a different table. So you could be, you had all of these covert surveillance pieces of, te te of technology, but it wasn't invented by the techs, they just would buy what was on yeah, the shelf and then, do and then upgrade them. That's, I mean, that's fascinating to yeah. me. I mean, surely I would think that there'd be people furiously working away at like some crazy new contraption that can do something really cool. You'd think. You but, would think, but right. There are, but they generally sit in the basements of their homes and they're 400 pounds <laughs> and they've got soldering irons and lots of motherboards everywhere. That was the really interesting thing about it. All of our techs had beards. I don't know why. They're all bearded. <laughs> And they all had a tattoo of their mum. Yeah, and I think what they could do is they could just reach into the beard and pull out a device. Yeah. Um, they were really, really skilled technicians. Yeah. Right. And they actually had probably a more exciting job than most of us because they really were hands-on with the technology and hands-on in the field. Were you ever given a piece of technology that you thought, gosh, this is cool and I really am a spy now? Yes, it was a pager. Um, <laughs> I've got a beeper. <laughs> in Canberra, if you've got a beeper, you're a king. Yeah, yeah. But will you, or a doctor. Or a doctor. Everyone would take one look at me and go, oh, no, the guy in the Edwin jeans, he is not a doctor. He <laughs> must be a spy. Because um, he's very good looking and tall. Yeah. Incredibly good looking and tall. I mean, my beeper got me in trouble once. Got, it, it ruined it. It ended a relationship for me, but. What? It probably should have. It needed to end. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> Are we getting into that right now or is that just for your therapist? Well, no, yeah, well, a bit of both. Essentially, I had a beeper on me. The beeper went off. I was at a dinner for my girlfriend's birthday and she's like, no, not tonight. And I went, well, look, I've just got to call in. And I'm like, I'm in a restaurant. This is the great thing. I'm in a restaurant. I just like walked up holding a beeper to the manager of the restaurant. I need to borrow your phone. And they looked at the beeper and went, at the back in the kitchen. Yes. I'm like, Dude, this is, yeah, this is great. Phoned the number and they went, where are you? And I went, oh, I'm in the city at a restaurant. Right, be at the crossing outside gases oh. in four minutes. And I'm like, what? You've got to come. You're, you've got a job. You're yeah. on a job. And it was like, oh, okay. And walked up to the table and put $55 down. And my girlfriend went, if you walk out that door, I won't be here when you get back. Which I thought, well, likely they'll shut the restaurant before I get back. <laughs> <clears throat> but I got home and she'd moved out. Oh, oh, my gosh. But did she know what you did for a living? Yeah. Oh, and she still was like, no. Selfish. I know. Terrible. I mean, the country Do is you way mind? more important. I am serving the nation and you're going to, yeah, you probably want to leave me because I'm a bit of a dupe. You know? <laughs>
<laughs> I was such a tweet. So what what is the worst place that you've seen um, bugs put into? Like, surely you would have in your time seen the, the, some bugs. The, the, my favourite was the US Embassy in Moscow. Yeah, right? right. Now, this is a great story because the US Embassy wanted to refurb their embassy and they decided what we're going to do is we're going to knock it down and start again. We're going to build it. Let's put it out to tender. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fair. It's a yeah, government it thing, right? It's government. Yeah. You've got to do it. But the funnily enough, the Soviet embassy came up with a really, really good tender. Yeah. And you know, a bargain. the Americans went, let's give them a shot. <laughs> what could possibly go nothing, wrong? Nothing could go wrong. Let the country that is our number one enemy build our secure facility. Fantastic. So they did. And then, of course, they kicked everybody off and went through the place like with a fine-tooth comb. You can't catch us out. Ha, 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 ha. They found a pillar that should not have been there. Wasn't in the plans. Wasn't in the plans. Didn't do anything. So they cut the pillar out and then destroyed the pillar and because it was they X-rayed it and it was just full of metal. Oh my god! All gosh. sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they went, hang on, what's all this? Right. And then they pulled it apart and it was junk. And then they X-rayed supporting pillars and went, oh, hang on a minute. Every one of these pillars is full of junk. And they found a small thing that looked like a butterfly, like a large butterfly. Yeah. About you know four inches, three, four inches long. It was an atomic battery with a bug attached to it. Atomic battery? What do you mean? Was oh, well, basically, battery? it was a battery that was running off a radioactive isotope with a half-life of, say, 50 years. Oh, my God! So this thing would just sit in the Just forever. Yeah. So hang on. This is a really serious piece of technology. What else is going on in the building? Why is the back wall of the entire building three degrees offline and has three times the amount of reinforcing steel in it. And why is there incredible microwave emanations coming out of the cathedral <laughs> across the street directly into that back wall? And why are they bouncing off that back wall and straight over to Dzinski Square, which is the KGB headquarters? I mean, surely they could see this coming. Well, you'd think. Right. Essentially, what they had to do was tear the entire thing down a second time, build it piece by piece in the United States and ship it across and put it together there. Wow. But the classic was they called, they started calling the cathedral Our Lady of the Emanation. And what it was, was it was sending a microwave signal through the building. It would hit the back wall and that microwave signal would then reflect into receivers at Dzinski Square. Now, here's a little thing you don't know, and, and this, is, this is where technology gets really crazy. If a microwave signal passes past us and mm. we're speaking, the vibrations, the acoustic vibration of our voices mm. affects the microwave. Right. And you can read that. So essentially- you How do you don't, read that? You basically look at the, the change in the waveform and that is then translated into an audio Look, that is crazy. It is. The other one is you can fire a laser. Generally, you'd shoot it at, uh, say, a glass frame, a picture in a glass frame mm -hmm. or a mirror through a window. You and I talking. So, say there's a monitor over there. You and I are talking. My voice is making that screen vibrate now, minimally. Mm. But what happens is I've got a laser on that. Because it's vibrating, it shortens and lengthens the the laser beam yep. by microns yes but again that's readable as an audio signal wow so like now yes you still need to put bugs in place you do because that sort of technology a is really hard to get to work well and really unreliable over time yeah so you still need to put devices in but yeah 
The way they bug is crazy now. But when it comes like to nowadays, when we look at um, mobile phones, yeah. surely it would be easier to intercept that because it's going out into something, right? Can you just intercept it? Yeah, but you don't even you don't even need to intercept the phone, mm. right? You don't you, you don't have to get it from the phone. You can literally go to the exchange. See, that's where all bugging takes place. People think to bug a phone, you put a bug in a phone. You don't. You go to the exchange and you bug it there. That way, everyone says, I know my phone's being bugged because when I lift it, you know, when I, I can yeah. hear it clicking. No, it's, here's the thing. The old landlines, which, again, we don't do landlines anymore. A landline, if it was being bugged, as soon as you lifted the handpiece off the cradle, that bug is live. You don't right. need to dial out. We literally have a line into your house. Now, how do you make, if I don't lift that off the cradle, can I be bugged? Can I? Can you? What do you think? I, um, yes. I'm going to yes, say yes. Yes, you can. It's called frequency saturation, where you send a frequency down into the phone, which activates the microphone, so the, the mouthpiece. Right. Well, so it's the whole thing with, like, computers, right? So people can yeah. hack in and, like, look at you yeah. on your laptop now yeah. with a camera. They're doing Use it the, now. They, please don't say that. <laughs> Every time you say that, I get a little bit scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> I'm not that important. No, no. So when we look at things like, and this is a big question because I know it's something that, you know, everyone kind of talks about. We look at things like WhatsApp being encrypted Mm. and, you know, Wicca as well, you know, for your dark web purchases. But like things being encrypted, does encryption work? Yes. Yes and no. Because, Uh, you know, even like the the Australian government and a lot of other governments have been working really hard to mm. get around that encryption in WhatsApp. And they're saying like, you know, terrorists converge on WhatsApp drug dealers, everyone, clearly it must be working at some level. Yes, it does. And I think it's interesting that you find that a lot of politicians use WhatsApp. Oh, a lot of people use... Oh, well, politicians, of course. I mean... (laughs) They use WhatsApp all the time. Yeah. Right. So, and it is. It's a very well encrypted platform. Until someone screenshots it. Uh, Exactly. And then you (laughs) screenshot it. Yeah, then then it's bad. And then you're just an idiot. Yeah. The thing with encryption is it's only as good as the algorithms it uses. And the thing, encryption evolves, right? Go back to Enigma, which Enigma is essentially the first computer, mm. right? Well, one of the big ones they use now is a thing called Echelon, which is essentially a software that just trolls everything looking for keywords. Now, when you say software, where where does it sit? Is it like, is it for phones? Is it for computers? Is it, or is it just everything? It's, well, it's mainly telecommunications. Yep. So it'd be things like phones and messages, email to a certain extent. Now, the thing is, yeah, Echelon can go around and you can put a keyword into Echelon and say, I want you to look for this. Terror. Right, terror. Right? Terror. Terrorism. Bombs. Right, terror, and then suddenly you're looking at a lot of Stephen King stuff. Uh, <laughs> why do we get what, what? Check this guy out. The whole thing is, it, it's all good and well to have that word, but again, if you go, we're going to look at everyone who mentions terrorism, well, good luck, right? Because that yeah. means 90% of the planet at some point probably used that word in some way, shape, or form, and that is immediately going to draw attention to you. If that immediately draws attention to you, suddenly we've got too much information and not enough people to process it. Mm. So it will you narrow the field. It's all about targeting. So, yeah, we're going to talk about terror, but we're also going to include Chechen, uh, Chechnya and we're going to include these names, possibly people's names or organisational names, and when that starts to coalesce, you start to you start to draw down and you start to get a picture of where you are. Yeah. Right. So really, if you're online talking to your drug dealer, I find it really funny when people go, oh, I can't talk about that online. A friend of mine went, I want to buy a vape pen for, my, for dry herb. I, I, want to rent, I want to borrow a book. 
Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I've got to go on the dark web to do it. It's like, dude, you don't need to go on the dark no, web to buy. You just log into New Zealand. <laughs> you, do, you just set up a virtual private network or whatever you want. But really, you don't need to even do that. Yeah, yeah, no. Because no one cares. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I... I'm really sorry for, to disappoint you out there, but really the most important thing to realise is you really aren't that important. And if you are really you are that important... Are you kidding me? I'm super important. Oh, no, you are. Okay, right, right. No, I'm talking to, I'm talking to you out there. Um, <laughs> some of you are probably really important and some of you are probably, could be targeted. And if you're listening to this, you are now. Bottom line is we're only interested, ASIO is only interested in the people that are a genuine threat. threat. Yes. So they're not looking, you know, for your average drug dealer or anything no. like that. But, but, well, maybe said if they that, need to score, but yeah. <laughs> maybe if they're tired. Yeah. Um, but having said that, surely if they come across something that would be big, they would pass that information on. Oh, yes. That actually, they had to revise the act so they could do that. Yeah. Because there was, a, we were not allowed to, there was a thing about them not allowed, not being allowed to gather foreign intelligence but in the course of our work we of course would come across pieces of foreign intelligence well what do we do about that do we just go whoops sorry we're meant to know about it no we need to communicate it so they actually put a new subsection into the ASIO Act to say and communicate any foreign intelligence gathered to the relevant government department minister or agency yes and, th and that brings me to another well, something we could probably tap on ne onto next week. Yeah. Like in terms of when you come across intelligence that might be beneficial to other countries and how you transfer that to those other countries. Oh, it whether, gets done. And that gets done. So I think maybe let's just leave it there because the next app we're going to tap into, and this one's a really good one. I'm, I'm fascinated with this one. What does my file say? Ooh. Who has a file? Ooh. What does it say? Oh. And, and maybe in that, do we, do we use that information for trading? Nice point. Let's talk about that next week.